If you're thinking about launching your own course, I totally recommend Teachery, which is the platform I use for my Awaken Your Intuition course. And it is the easiest way to start earning money for your talents and your gifts. I love how simple it is. It's so uncomplicated. I'm not a tech person. So they have these flexible, fully customizable course templates that you just fill out your information. It's super clean. You can also brand it with your colors, your logo, and it is literally so easy and so fun too. You have a free 14-day trial to build your course. And my favorite part is you can demo it like you're a student and you can see what it looks like from the student's point of view. Also, it is super affordable. I shopped around a few different hosting platforms and Teachery by far has the best prices. You can pay monthly or yearly. If you want to know more info, go to the link in my show notes and sign up for the free 14-day trial. There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Psychic Scoop. I am your host, Steffi, also known as the Spirit Sis. Okay, you guys absolutely loved my astrology episode explaining all of the moon signs. If you didn't listen, go back. It's episode three. I think you're really going to be into it. And I thought I would do another episode on astrology. (laughs) And this is the zodiac sun signs. I kind of did it backwards. I talked about the moon signs before the sun signs, even though the sun signs are what most people identify with. Anyway, that's how we roll here. Today, I am going to break down all of the astrology for all of the 12 zodiac sun signs. I'm also going to explain a little bit about the sun and why it's so important for us to function knowing the sun goes through all the zodiac signs and that zodiac seasons are something to pay attention to. A lot of that and more. Everyone has a very personal experience with the zodiac signs. A lot of people, if they've been like dumped by a Gemini or, you know, shaded or ghosted by an Aries, they have these like personal bad experiences. But sometimes they're more universal than you think. And none of us are perfect. Every single zodiac sign has a high and a low vibration. So you might just be interacting with a zodiac sign that is functioning in the lower frequency. But we'll we'll get all there. First, I really wanted to break down the sun. Here comes the sun. La 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 la. So first things first, what it means in astrology, what it means in life, and what it means when it pertains to you and how you live your life. So let's think about the sun. It's a luminary and we interact with it daily. (laughs) Or even if it's foggy, you still can feel the sun rays. You know, very important to put your sunscreen on, get your vitamin D. You know, sometimes if the sun isn't, you know, visible, people can get depressed because the sun truly is a 
power source. It's a source of energy that fills us up and makes us feel really good, really whole. The sun, just think about it, it shines. So wherever the sun is in your zodiac sign, that's what makes you shine. The sun is important for a massive reason. Obviously, it's the largest celestial object in our solar system and our solar system orbits around the sun. That's a big deal. And the sun even knows it's a big deal because it also rules ego and identity. So it knows it's the shit. It knows it's super hot. (laughs) Okay, yeah, literal meaning. It is obviously very hot. But yeah, in astrology, it does represent our own identity, how we view ourselves, what makes us happy, what lights us up, how we see ourselves out in the world, how mostly how other people see us. So when I'm looking at someone's sun sign, it explains a lot to me about how they're portraying themselves out in the world and also what makes them feel happy at like the baseline level, how they identify themselves and how they identify their personality, their gifts, their identity, their sense of self. And also the sun has a really fun energy and a fun vibe about it. So knowing someone's zodiac sign can also tell me like how they have fun and it's an awareness center. The sun is our drive, our motivation, pure will to live. That sounds super dramatic, but it's true. The sun is truly important. It's what lights up our days. It's how we can see things through day-to-day life. Uh, The sun is shining. That's why we can see during the day (laughs) and why at night we can't. (laughs) Unless we got a full moon, then we have a little bit of light that is only illuminating off of the sun. Anyway, do you get why I'm stressing why this is so important in the zodiac signs and so important in our life? Having a good connection with the sun and vitamin D. I mean, people who are vitamin D deficient are naturally um, depressed and also have a little bit of immunity issues. I can speak for myself because I am one of them. It's actually a pretty well-known deficiency. But if you go outside in the sun and get your vitamin D, it actually will turn your life around in a lot of really beautiful ways. So even though the sun is a fixed star and it doesn't necessarily move, we still go through seasons because the sun will transit into each astrology sign every 30 days or so. That's why we have astrology seasons. And that's why you were born in March, mid-March, you are a Pisces. And if you were born in mid-February, you're an Aquarius. That's why you identify with that zodiac sign. And it goes through the 12 zodiac signs and it's based off the Gregorian calendar calendar. So that's how it originally started. And that's how they started tracking time of year based off the sun and the, I guess, seasons. Now, the astrology new year happens at the spring equinox, which just happened actually, which was the beginning of Aries season. So that actually is the beginning of the new year for the sun. And for all of us astrologers, that's our new year. Spring equinox is our jam. Also, because Pisces season closes out the new year as the 12th house has a lot of influences of ending and the Aries is new beginnings and so that also rules the first house. Understanding your sun sign to the fullest degree and vibrating on the highest frequency that your sun zodiac provides, that will in itself be a life that is very well lived. And mastering that is actually a lot easier than you think because it's something that comes super natural to you. Just know that understanding the more you learn, the more you mature, your sun sign will be a really important gift in your life 
life and also an important thing to know about your own identity. All right, enough about the history of the sun and what it means. I know you want to skip right to your sun sign and learn all about yourself, but I want to encourage you to listen to every single zodiac sign because we go through all of the seasons every single day, the 365 days of the year, we're going through a different zodiac season. And whenever the sun transits through that season, because it's so energetic, you'll naturally be in the ebb and flow of the energetics of that zodiac sign, if you realize it or not. I had so many people reaching out to me during Pisces season asking me why they were so tired, or people during Aquarius season asking me why they're so spacey, (laughs) people during Cancer season asking me why they're crying so much. Um, (laughs) If you're super sensitive and in tune and have a great relationship with the sun, regardless of your zodiac sign, you'll realize these shifts and use them to your benefit just like the moon signs to get the best vibration and frequency of that sunshiny day. And also, you know, it's good to listen to this, to all the zodiac signs, because you might know a friend or, you know, a colleague or a family member or an ex-lover or something like that, where you can maybe get a little more information about that. And also just a hot, hot tip in your natal chart. Did you know that you actually embody all 12 zodiac signs in your chart? Even if you don't have any planets in a specific zodiac sign, it still rules a house in your chart. So just fun fact tip. But just because you like secretly hate a sign or something like that, when you're pointing a finger at someone like three back or pointing at you, just FYI, because even if you hate that sign, like Scorpio's get a bad rap, like I hate Scorpio, and you don't even realize Scorpio is ruling your midheaven, your house of your career. (laughs) And it's the most important thing you need to master in this lifetime. Anyway, if you want to know more about that, of course, I love doing needle chart readings. I'm happy to help you with that. But for this exercise, listen all the way through, see what resonates with you, see if you can even point out these characteristics in your own family or friends and even within yourself. And let's get to it. Alrighty, first we're going to go into the sun sign of Aries, the very first sign in the zodiac, and naturally so because they are the leaders, the champions of the pack. Aries is a fire sign, a cardinal fire sign. It's ruled by Mars, and it rules the house of self, and also is the symbol of the ram. Aries and a high vibration are just really good leaders. They have tons of friends like all over the place, and Aries is a social butterfly, and they absolutely are action-packed. They also really need to be active. (laughs) Mars does rule the physical body. So you'll see Aries, they're most likely like ripped (laughs) or they have like just crazy energy. Aries are like little lightning bolts that just like dart all over the place. They're super excited and optimistic and have a lot to say about every topic and severely ADHD. (laughs) If they're not using their body physically, and engaging and really happy about what they're doing, they will be completely disengaged, like completely. Aries do love their power. They love to feel good about themselves. They love attention in in a nice way. I mean, they like to feel like they are the leaders of the pack and helping everybody and being the champions of every in everybody's life. Um, They're really good, like hype people. They're also known for having a little hothead temper that comes with the territory of any fire sign, however, aka you don't want to piss one off. 
And Aries are just super confident. Like I just absolutely love the way that they move about their life. You can just tell an Aries instantly by the level of confidence they have and the level of, I guess you could say like comfortability in their own skin. One thing I'll say about Aries is they are super, super passionate. It just radiates out of their body, but they're also passionate about what they love and what they dislike. And trust me, you'll uh, you'll hear about it because they are very vocal. Even if it has anything to do with you or like what you're wearing, they'll be like, nope, not for me. (laughs) And you'll be kind of in the wake of their judgment a little bit. But, you know, most of the time they mean it with love. And that's kind of the cool thing about Aries. Like they don't really give an F like what you think of them. If they even say something rude, they're just authentically themselves. And that's kind of cool. And Aries are so good at bringing energy to places, to things, and to new projects. So it's not atypical for an Aries to start something new and bring this really fresh, exciting energy. Or if they're joining or collaborating on a job or any type of thing that you're doing, Aries brings in this really fresh perspective that feels really, really warm and exciting. Now, when the sun is in Aries, the best way we can benefit is if we act. It's a very action-oriented, jam-packed season where you might just feel your energy is really radiant and you want to do things. Most often, this can be like a career boost or maybe you want to like go on a trip all of a sudden or you want to get out of the house or you want to like get 10 pack of abs that most Aries have. You just feel like you really want to do things and be active and spread around your joy and your optimism. And also coming off of a very heavy, sometimes Pisces season, it will feel really good to get into the energetic vibe of this season. And I totes should have said this at the beginning, but Aries season is March 20th to April 19th. That's approximate every year. It just depends on the sun's transit. Next, we're going into Taurus, which is the sun season that happens April 20th through May 20th. Again, approximate. It's the element of Earth and it is a fixed sign and the ruling planet is Venus. Now, Taurans also rule the house of value and possessions, material possessions and money. (laughs) So you'll know that a lot of Taurans have their shit together. They usually have money at an early age or they've just saved every single penny instead of giving them getting themselves like a treat at the candy store they've saved it in a piggy bank so then they can then buy that like really cool inflatable pool (laughs) that everyone can swim in they're the ones that really know how to invest their money and also invest their time they just are super good at everything they do it's actually kind of annoying they're very reliable people they're really hard workers they work hard because duh they love money (laughs) also you'll know a Taurus because they're like really pretty. (laughs) It's almost annoying. Again, Taurus people have like really pretty hair usually. That's like an identifier, you know, but a Taurus can sometimes be a little surface level when it comes to what they desire, which, you know, they work hard for it. So I understand why they like want all the expensive things. They're very like into name brand stuff. They really like like nice food and it needs to be aesthetically pleasing on the plate. And they absolutely are the people that take videos or pictures of their food and post on Instagram. No one cares, but a Taurus does. (laughs) And Tauruses sometimes get like this bad rep for being uh, lazy, (laughs) which definitely can happen because Taurus, like when they're in their vibe and they've worked all day, they literally want to do nothing else than lay on the couch and chill. They are chill, chill, chill 
chill. Um, that's why they get that like stubborn, you know, they're ruled by the bull. So sometimes they just like don't want to do anything that doesn't involve them making money <laughs> or eating. So that's why Torrens get those uh, little like memes that say like all they want to do is eat sushi, lay in a blanket and do nothing because that kind of is like their MO most of the time. Taurus can get in a low vibration when they are being stubborn, which is a very stereotypical zodiac thing. But I have to say it like rings very true for Taurus. They like what they like. They don't want to bend. And that can get really annoying sometimes. But a low vibrational Taurus is really not willing to compromise. You can definitely tell that versus a high vibrational Taurus who is more willing to hear your perspective and take your advice. But since it is that fixed earth sign, you know, Taurus is pretty stable and is, for the most part, pretty financially responsible, I guess you could say. And they won't do anything that gets them completely out of their comfort zone. Now, this depends also on their rising sign. But for the most part, they want to know future plans way ahead of time. And then they can kind of like acclimate to what they feel is right for them, (laughs) depending on the circumstances. So how we can work with the energy of Taurus season, I think is twofold. One, I think it's a really good time to look at your finances and understand your material possessions. Like how much money do you have in the bank? Like, can I afford to buy this trip or maybe spruce up again possessions so spruce up things in your house or your office maybe it's time to buy a new computer or buy something that will last you a long time Taurus season's good for that two it's a good time to relax chill and treat yourself Tauruses love 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 to treat themselves so buy yourself nice dinners get yourself that purse that you've always wanted especially if you've already looked at your finances and know that you can afford it <laughs> Taurus season is all about that indulgence life. So definitely take advantage of that during this time. Gemini sun season, May 21st through June 20th. Again, these are approximate dates. They change every year, but it's around those times. It is a mutable air sign ruled by Mercury, and it also rules the third house of communication. You might know the Gemini because it's the twins. Um, Also, Geminis known as quote unquote two-face. I don't want to piss off a Gemini right now, so I'm going to keep it easy. Um, (laughs) But that's what sometimes they're associated with, which honestly, in my opinion, is like not a bad thing. I think Geminis are some of the most versatile of the signs. They're really good at like adapting to any situation and kind of just like flowing and talking to anybody because that's their gift. Because they're ruled by Mercury and they have this like really beautiful way of talking and speaking to people. It's not a bad thing to be two-faced. If you're able to adapt and be flexible so you can fit into a conversation, like Geminis are good with older people, younger people, anyone in between, any culture. They're just, they just find a way to fit in. So I'm going to just blast out that Two-Face remark and say, let's call Two-Face a good thing. Not like the Batman Two-Face, but like the cool Two-Face. Like both of your sides are gems that can shine depending on if it's in the darkness or in the light. I just made that up, but hopefully you like it. Now, Geminis are super chatty, super witty. They're super quick thinking. They're really good on their toes. And they also are just good on social media to be to be H. They're the ones that like really kind of care a lot about how they're seen on social media or they don't care at all. 
again, that two-faced thing. They're ones to like pop off their opinions really quickly. Geminis are also the people that you see on social media that just have like 30 slides of them talking to themselves <laughs> in the best ways, right? Like we love to learn from a Gemini. Also, Gemini is the person that you can text all day long and just like have that witty banter with. They're really, really good at that. They are good at learning and they're good in the community. They, they're the people that know like the hot spots like, oh, this place I really love. It's around here, around the corner. And this place is the best drinks. Like they're really good at knowing what the ins and outs of the community and how to like bring people to them. They absolutely thrive off of connections to others. A Gemini without someone to talk to will talk to themselves, of course. <laughs> but they're they're really sad if they don't have people they can really bounce their ideas off of and talk to. That's like the massive thing that makes a Gemini who they are. Now, Geminis get a bad rep because they are an air sign, so they are totally flaky. A Gemini is someone that will leave you on red and ghost you and not even think a thing about it and then like text you four days later and, and just be like, oh yeah, what's up? Like not acknowledging the fact that they totally left. That's just who they are. That's just an air sign. You know how it goes. But a Gemini is super playful and enthusiastic and super quick moving. Spontaneity is definitely the name of the game. So Gemini, make sure that you slow down every now and then, take a breath in between your sentences, and just remember that play is also fun when you're also grounded. (laughs) Also something I noticed about Geminis in general, and just any single Gemini that I've ever met, they have the restless leg thing where they're like shaking their leg constantly. If you see someone that does that, most likely there's heavy Gemini placements in their chart, just FYI. Now, when the sun is in Gemini, how we can really take advantage of this is by upping our communications with people. This is the time to have a really good social media strategy, email newsletter, talk to people, DM, slide into DMs, or if you're dating, this is a good time to get yourself out there, meet new people. It's really good for that connection. And also, like I said, adaptability, sharp mind, maybe even taking a course or class that like is going to be really fun and lighthearted, that's also a good thing to do during Gemini season because it's a good way to mix hyperactivity with information. Next sun sign we're going to go through is Cancer. This is the season from June 21st to July 22nd. It is a cardinal water sign led by the moon and it also rules the fourth house of home and the symbol is a crab. So you might know a Cancer because they're very warm and they are naturally nurturing. So a lot of times Cancers can be like the den mothers of the group. They want to make sure everyone's happy, everyone's fed, everyone's heard, everyone's listened to. (laughs) They're really good at bringing this like very friendly vibe to wherever they're at. You know, naturally, cancers can be a little shy at first, um, especially if they have a lot of cancer in their chart. You know, it's just like the crab. They don't want to come out of their shell unless they know they're completely safe. So if you have a cancer friend that you love, make them feel very comfortable and make them feel secure and safe, and then they'll really shine. Then you'll almost get too much information out of them. Like, okay, why'd I do that? Now cancer is going to just spill the beans. Now, since cancer rules the fourth house, which is all about home, they need to have a very stable home life and they can be homebodies. Like it's kind of difficult for them to leave the couch sometimes or they want to make sure their home is very vibey. And you know, that just goes with the territory of being a Cancer. (laughs) You just don't really want to leave the house that often. (laughs) Cancers are really emotional in the best way. They're sensitive. They bring emotion to the forefront. 
and that's a big part of their identity as a water sign. Emoting is something that is a very powerful force for them and brings a lot of people together in really intimate connections through this emotional lens they have on the world. And cancers are just super deep people in general. They really connect to children. So cancers are most likely teachers or have a bunch of kids because cancer is the mama of the zodiac. Or if they don't have kids, they love working with elderly people or volunteering on their spare time or going to the homeless shelter. They really love to connect with anyone who is less fortunate, understanding the deep empathy with people who need help. So that's where cancers can really get in trouble is they overextend themselves to help other people when they're not full at all, like their cup isn't full. And that's where a cancer can get really out of alignment and in a low vibration is when they are honestly just not paying attention to their own needs and wants. And sometimes the cancers can be like super moody and super smothering where they absolutely need, you know, their significant other to text them at all points of the day to make sure they're okay because, you know, they like go through these random thoughts that, oh my God, they they got an accident. Why aren't they texting me? It's like cancers can really, really overcomplicate things with their emotions. <laughs> so the best things for cancers to do is to ground themselves in their emotional body, but also not hold it in, getting it out and then waiting, waiting for, you know, the emotions to settle, to make decisions. Also, never lie to a cancer because they're the most psychic of any of the signs. They are super in tune and intuitive about what other people want, what other people need, and just tapping into if people are lying. (laughs) And if you piss off a cancer, I mean, they'll probably give you like seven chances. But after that seventh chance is done, like you're not getting back in. (laughs) I speak from personal experience, guys. Like I I am a cancer son. So anyway, but I'm a psychic that knows bullshitters. So (laughs) yeah, just don't piss off a cancer repeatedly. It won't go well for you. So why we need cancer energy and how we can work with the energy of cancer season is really about that nostalgia and excitement for life and that inner child work. Whenever cancer season comes around, it's nice because in the States, it is summer. So 4th of July and exciting picnics, family, friends, you'll just be seeing yourself like getting together more with people that make you feel good. But I said that inner child because it's really good time to like play and have fun to get excited about your life also like be nurtured and to nurture other people really tap into the people you love and spend time with them super easy and fun to do especially when it's nice Okay, my lovely Leos are next. The sun season between July 23rd and August 22nd. These are approximate dates. It changes every year, but around that time, it is a fixed fire sign ruled by the sun. And it is the fifth house of creativity, pleasure, romance. We'll get into all that. And the symbol is the lion. Leo is, this is its home placement. It feels really good. Leos always kind of know who they are deep down and they're not ashamed of it. They're super confident people they're proud and they're generous of heart. They're really generous of heart and generous of spirit. You know, a lot of times Leos will come into the room and they just bring a really natural, fun energy. (laughs) They're the ones too in the world that are really good, like actors or performers. They are meant to be seen and they do appreciate the attention because they're just so good at it. You could listen to a Leo tell a story for hours and hours because they're just so captivating when they talk. Now, sometimes this rubs people the 
wrong way. But those are people that are projecting because maybe they don't know how to tell a story like a Leo does. No one can get attention like a Leo. And Leos are so freaking creative. It's so inspiring what they can come up with from the top of their head. They're really inclined to be musical or like I said, a performer. And they draw in a lot of people this way, a lot of networking. They're just really good with people. They can talk to anyone on the side of the street and be like, yo, what's up? Like, how are you? Like, They just have this confidence. And also because of that, they have a lot of friends, tons of friends, friends that they will like ride or die for. Like you don't really want to piss off a Leo. Leo is the type that would like literally throw down for a friend. So they would always have your back. Now, what I'll say about Leos is they can get very whiny. They're not going to like be as hard-headed as an Aries and be like, I don't like that. But they're definitely going to tell you they don't like it in like a whiny tone, (laughs) especially if they're overtired or overworked. They just like to have things their way, but all they really need is like recognition or get noticed for their opinion. So if they're like whining a little bit and someone's like, why are you whining? That will just like add fuel to the fire. (laughs) But if you hear a Leo whining, just be like, okay, what do you want? And then they'll speak up and that's literally all it is. They just want to be heard. And they're also very warm and loving. Leos in life are the ones that are constantly reinventing themselves and they're just flirty and romantic and playful. Leos are here to remind us that we all could just be a little bit softer and not everything has to be so freaking serious. And sometimes the Leos get a bad rep for being egotistical because uh, prideful, (laughs) like the sun, you know, I already talked about how the sun is ego-driven. So a low vibrational Leo can can really strive for that attention in a very selfish way. And, you know, a lot of other signs can pick up on that pretty easily. You know, sometimes fire signs and water signs can mesh here because the water signs are a little more empathetic, but the fire signs are like this warm, cozy, like really good, generous energy as well. But the high vibrations of each other can really, really get along super well. You can't knock a Leo down for being who they are, that they're being authentic. And all the other signs can take a massive page out of the Leo's book because they know how to put on a show and be the life of the party and also follow their dreams and their passions with their hobbies and their gifts. We can all learn a thing or two about how to be creative from the lens of a Leo. They just exude this beautiful sense of self and being in the presence of a Leo means fun, fun, fun. Now how we can work with the energy of Leo season, getting out of our brains and into our creativity. This is a great time to write, journal, paint, finish that novel, pick up the guitar and learn how to play. Maybe you want to record a podcast or sing a song or do something that really ignites that fun, fiery part of your soul and be seen. This is a great time to be seen. So Leo season is such a great time to put your stuff out there, put your stuff out in the world. If you're launching anything, I always recommend any fire season, but Leo season, especially if it's a creative project, it just seems to always land really well during that time. Next is Virgo Suns, which happens August 23rd through September 22nd. It is a mutable earth sign, also ruled by Mercury, and it owns the sixth house 
of diet, physical health, and work. I know it's a lot of them. It's also the virgin or the maiden is its symbol. Now, Virgos are associated with pristine cleanliness. This doesn't mean that everything around them has to be like super clean to the point where you could like lick the floors off of Virgo's house, which even though I'm sure you can, but Virgos just really appreciate systems and discipline when it comes to structure. So a Virgo really likes to have their day kind of laid out. They're the type of people that have the day planner (laughs) or they have the list of things they need to do. They have the post-it notes. They have the Google Calendar invite that they send to everyone. So everyone's on the same page. They just really like to like be a leader when it comes to organization and when it comes to just getting everyone on the same page because everyone else is a hot mess. But Virgo is like, okay, cool. I got it. I got it. You know, Virgo also rules the house of health and diet. So Virgos tend to be more structured with how they eat as well. They really pay attention about what goes into their bodies. Sometimes this can lead to the negative effects. The lower vibration of Virgos can lead to eating disorders or be very over analytical or perfectionist with what they're eating. And the Virgo perfectionism has a high vibration where they can really see the beauty in bringing value to things. And they're just an impeccably down to earth sign that can connect with anybody. Virgos have this natural ease of connection. So because they're ruled by Mercury, they can talk to everybody and they're really good at getting ahead this way because they can just find common ground. Very similar to the Gemini where they love connection in their life, but Virgo is an earth sign. So it's more grounded side of Mercury. And Virgos have a lot of friends and Virgos make the best friends. They're just always down for anything. They're really fun. They bring like a really good lighthearted attitude to life. pretty funny and they know how to talk to people and they know how to just make, like I said, make connections with whoever they meet. And Virgos are so good with timing and pacing and that's why a lot of people look up to them as leaders or they get ahead in their jobs really quickly because they just know how to make money, they know what goes into it, and they do it very efficiently. Virgo equals efficient. You know, but Virgos can sometimes seem a little uptight or a little too pragmatic, a little too overbearing if they are trying to be OCD or kind of rule the agenda for what's going on and try to be an over-perfectionist, that can almost turn off some people sometimes because on a bad day, a Virgo can be super nitpicky and critical, but they're most nitpicky and critical to their own selves. Virgos, not only are you amazing at grammar and spelling, and help us autocorrect, but you also autocorrect the systems that we have in place for life. You make things feel a little less stressful and a little more sensical. How we can work with Virgo season is getting super organized in our own life. Virgo season is a time I tend to just like delete all my emails (laughs) that are like clogging up stuff or I just like clear my schedule or I get really clean around the house. You'll just notice you have energy to kind of clear space and make it really efficient for you, which is really great. Good time to reflect on where you can get a little more system in your life and it's really good for that. And it also is a good time to let go of control. Even though Virgo is very controlling at times, it's actually a good time during that season to remind you that ultimately we can only control so much. So only pay attention to the things you can control.
I want to talk to you briefly about something I'm really passionate about, which is awakening your intuition. And that's why I created a seven-day online course that reconnects you back to your highest self. And all of the information in it is channeled directly from spirit. The best thing about it is you can do the course on your own time and your own schedule. It's seven days of in-depth intuition lessons. You find out what kind of psychic you are. You break through subconscious obstacles and clear away what doesn't serve you. There's a really powerful third eye activation that will wake up your channeling. And this course is truly for anyone who is ready to up-level, enlighten, and commit to their life. When your intuition is strong, you make amazing everyday decisions that really help you get aligned back to your purpose, back to your soul. If you want to hear more about it, head over to my website, spiritsis.com courses. You can read student testimonials and also take a really fun, how intuitive are you quiz. It's time to see the magic in your own life. My lovely Libras, your sun season is September 23rd through October 22nd, approximate dates. You are a cardinal air sign ruled by Venus, and you also rule the seventh house of partnerships and marriage. The symbol is the scales. Funny fact, I used to always associate Libras with being politicians or diplomats because every time I like heard about a Libra sun sign, people would always say, oh, they're, they're so diplomatic and and, you know, they really fight for the people and therefore inequality. And 100%, that is what a Libra thrives off of. But for whatever reason, I couldn't like compartmentalize in my brain that like not every single president was a Libra. <laughs> Even though I guarantee a ton of politicians have Libra sun or some type of Libra placement in their chart because Libras are so good at seeing the beauty in every single perspective. Libras are multifaceted and they are an air sign. So they really don't attach to anyone or anything until they've gathered all of the information. Now, sometimes this could piss off other people with Libras, and it's very infamous, like, Libras, just make a decision, like, come on. (laughs) And you could literally die, like croak before a Libra makes a decision. (laughs) But listen, that's a part of their path. And Libras are ruled by Venus, so they're just naturally good-looking people. When you see a Libra, you you pretty much just know just because they're like very well-rounded. They're very proportional, their faces. Libras are just nice to look at. And Libras are here to seek out one-on-one relationships. And because it is associated with Venus, Libras can get coined into this love obsession. And a low vibrational Libra can definitely chase love their whole life without realizing that the love they give themselves is, is actually superior to what they'll get from other people. However, a Libra needs one-on-one intimate connections to thrive. They really need to talk and have these intimate conversations with people to understand perspective on their own life and the other person's life. And they're just really good connectors in that way. And since Libra is the scales, that's why it's so important to seek balance. And that's why Libras are usually pretty well-rounded people. If you're a high vibrational Libra, you really have abundance in all areas of your life. A low vibrational Libra will really seek out attention-seeking behaviors in order to get that attention back to them. But since a Libra does like to be 
be paired up most of the time with another person. That means they sometimes neglect their need for alone time. So if you're a burnt out Libra, just know that sometimes you have to just take a moment away, give yourself that self-love, fill up your cup, you'll be able to get back to that place. Now, Libras are also super charming people. They really know how to talk. Since they have that air quality about them, they just kind of like vibe and flow through life, like just kind of connecting to other people. But also this can lead to some manipulation. Do know how to lie or charm to get what they want. It could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you're looking at it. But just FYI, Libras are pretty good at charming their way into a situation. And then afterwards, you're like, wait, what just happened? I totally got bamboozled. A Libra probably did that. (laughs) But a Libra is really a social butterfly that loves to move in and out of the crowd and is very likable by a lot of people. A lot of Libras are fashionistas. Like I just have to say that. And that doesn't matter what gender you associate yourself with. Libras really do love to speak through their wardrobe design or their makeup or whatever they kind of associate with what you look at on your first glance while looking at a Libra. And I read an astrology book that said this, and I'm just going to reiterate it. They said that Libras are the champagne of the zodiac. (laughs) And I really think that's like a good comparison. It's like bubbly, fun, full of life, effervescent, and can get you too dizzy if you're not grounded enough. So how we can work with the energy of Libra season is really strengthening those one-on-one relationships to other people. It doesn't have to be romantic. It can be a relationship with a parent, a sibling, a coworker, or maybe a new collaboration, like something you really want to connect with people on. Also, when I'm helping people pick out their wedding dates with their astrology, I often suggest getting married during Libra season because in America, it's fall. It's really pretty and it's a really nice like seasonal change. But also, since it rules the house of marriage, it usually is just like a really nice time of the year to reconnect to your romantic partner. Also, great time to up your wardrobe. (laughs) Like, no lie. Really good time to, you know, redefine your aesthetic. Because when I think of Libras, I think of hashtag aesthetic. All right, my Scorpios, next sun sign this season is October 23rd through November 21st. Again, approximate dates here. So Scorpio sign is a water sign. I just want to make that very clear. That is very misinterpreted for a fire sign most of the time. But a Scorpio sign is one of the water signs. It's a fixed sign and it is ruled by Pluto. It rules the eighth house of death, rebirth, transformation, and money. (laughs) Covers a lot there. And of course, the symbol for Scorpio is the scorpion. So Scorpio suns are most likely one of the most intense and deep people that you can meet in this world. A lot of times Scorpios just come off with this wall that's up (laughs) because it's really hard to gauge them. But honestly, Scorpios are just gauging everyone else. They are the massive bullshit detectors. They are here to suss out energy and just decide if they want to partake in that. (laughs) It's totally up to them. You have no control over if a Scorpio likes you or not. But if they like you, just know that they have literally weighed out the pros and cons and decided to accept you in their circle because they don't have a lot of people that they really, really want to open up to. And if you have a Scorpio in your life that has accepted you and loved you and let you in, you are probably one of the better ones (laughs) because Scorpios will not take any shit from anybody. 
Now, Scorpios really are here for transcendence, and they are here for the pursuit of knowledge of anything that's transformational. They are really meant to embrace the new and let go of the old. That's why it rules the death and rebirth, because whenever something ends, it's really an opportunity to grow and start a new cycle and transform and really become so much better because of whatever ended. Now, the low vibrational Scorpio can have a really, really hard time letting go of something that's gone bad or awry, especially bad or toxic relationships. A low vibrational Scorpio can hold on to toxic people or manipulative people because they really feel like they can transform them because, you know, Scorpios can transform. So why can't I just help them? But in general, um, that's where the possession comes in with the Scorpios and the obsession as well. They feel if you've been a part of them and if they've opened up to you because they don't really open up to a lot of people. And if you betray them, uh, Scorpio will just get very obsessive possessed. Scorpios are also kind of like the stalkers <laughs> of the Zodiac. Like they'll find you in a heartbeat and they'll stalk you for probably years after you've stopped talking to them. Like they'll know how to find you. Also, Scorpio, if you're gonna do the lurking, you can't get upset by what you found. You did this to yourself. <laughs> Seriously, stop obsessing. So just, just be honest. All a Scorpio wants is transparency. And if you are open and vulnerable, they will love you. And it gets me tripped up when I see people hating on Scorpios because they're just here to see the truth. And sometimes people can't handle the truth. I know from personal experience, I've been burned by a few Scorpios in my family. <laughs> so don't hate on a Scorpio for telling you the truth. It's the truth. Bottom line, Scorpio so connected to Pluto. There is a lot of ego and shadow that goes on in their life. And it's a constant pursuit to try to develop letting go and shedding the shadow self and accepting that high vibrational high level of consciousness that you will eventually evolve into. And Scorpios really do vibe with death. I hate to say that, but they understand the darkness that goes into life. A lot of them do have massive channeling and psychic abilities. They understand mystery, a cult, death in a way that a lot of the other zodiac signs don't. However, they can also succumb to these energies and get really dark if they do kind of go over to that side. And a Scorpio is super perceptive. Like I said, they can understand people's energies and tap to the room, but that also makes them a little overly paranoid. <laughs> and something about Scorpios that I really love that I've witnessed, this is just my personal take on Scorpios. I don't know if this is proven anywhere, but I've seen they have a very deep connection to animals. They'll most likely grow up with an animal or they just really connect deeply to them and want to help animals be veterinarians just because also Scorpios like to dissect everything to understand the truth of the matter. I see Scorpios and a lot of times in careers like they are doctors, nurses, you can also be an investigator or anything that kind of dissects and gets really like surgical. And Scorpios also very related to sex. Totally. Scorpios like to get freaky, like it like to get down, but only with people they truly can trust. Okay, so this is how we can work with the energy of Scorpio season, which I love because it is the season of Halloween. So this is a really vibey time of year where you can just get freaky and intense and do the things that make you feel spiritually enlightened and get to the bottom of something. And it's a really good time to transform. If you're finding a pattern that puts you in a dead end, it's time to let it go and embrace the new change. And that can really honestly avoid 
evolve your life in such a beautiful way. And Scorpio energy, because it has that Pluto side to it, is really good time to do shadow work and get to the bottom of why you're angry, why you're upset, why you're feeling shame. It's a really good time during Scorpio season to explore that. All right, Sagittarius sun season, November 22nd through December 21st. It is a fire mutable sign ruled by Jupiter. And it also rules the ninth house of abundance, good luck, expansion, travel, all the things. And the symbol is the archer. Wow, I really had to pep myself up to do Sagittarius. (laughs) I've been recording all the signs and I was like, I do not want Sagittarius to feel like they don't have good energy because the Sagittarius brings the mother effing energy all the time. The Sagittarius is someone who is the natural optimism. (laughs) They can literally make any bad situation fun because they have a banging sense of humor. They are literally one of the most fun, charismatic signs. And I have this social experiment going with Sagittarius, and I've noticed this whenever I love a funny meme account, and it's something that I'm like LOLing, cracking up about. I always look to the creator's zodiac sign if they have it posted or their birthday or whatever, and almost always it's a Sagittarius without fail. They are the memers of the world. (laughs) I always promised my soul and my higher self that next round I'm going to come back as a Sagittarius because it sounds like a lot of effing fun. They are a nonstop party (laughs) of all the signs, and they're They're just passionate, excited, thrill seekers of the world, and they will just jump into life so fearlessly. And that is something that we can all embody and learn from Sagittarians because they really love to immerse themselves in the culture. A Sagittarius is the one that will literally hop on a plane tomorrow and go anywhere in the world without even knowing where the destination is because wherever they go, the destination is what they make of it. They are here to explore, to learn. They're really here to learn and enrich themselves in the culture. So wherever they go, wherever they travel to, wherever they're learning, it's the pursuit and knowledge of their higher self. Sagittarian also rules higher learning in general, rules psychics, heyo, <laughs> rules astrology, rules learning from people, education. A lot of Sagittarians really do want to learn more. They are never not learning. They're also maybe going back to school where they are learning about new things, especially spiritualism. Jupiter and Sagittarius and spiritualism all go super hand in hand. They're not very receptive to anyone or anything (laughs) that interprets them to like, I guess, like damper or dull their sparkle. They're really here for growth and abundance and expansion. They don't want to be held back or feel stagnant anywhere in life, like physically, sexually, mentally, spiritually. Spiritually, like if anyone holds them back, they're like, bye, like you're not for me. They are eclectic and fun. (laughs) They're the yes people of the world. Now the low vibration of Sagittarius is flaky AF. They will just kind of be detached or unemotional or not really care and kind of be judgmental. They have a good sense of humor, but they can kind of like roll things off their back and not really take things seriously. So that's one of the massive things I'll say about Sagittarians, what they have to learn in this lifetime is to feel connected on a deeper level with other people and really understand the psyche and the depth that goes into interpersonal relationships and not run away from that 
don't run away. Don't run and hide. You are here to expand yourself. And that also means expansion through other people and other relationships. And that is Sagittarius wrapped in a bow, happy, go lucky, eclectic energy, good vibes. I just felt the need to like get through it really quickly and just like move on because Sagittarius would not like dwell or like spend any time not just moving on to the next thing because they really need change. (laughs) So how do we work with the energy of Sagittarius season? This fiery energy is really about living in the present and enjoying life that is as simple as it is. Jumping on a plane, traveling, exploring, understanding yourself better, learning take that course, understand yourself better, get a reading from a psychic or an astrologer, or maybe just immerse yourself in the culture, like I said, of other people that aren't like you. That is the best way to break out into the Sag season. Next, we are moving on to the Capricorns, the Cappies. This season takes place December 22nd through January 19th, approximately. It is a cardinal earth sign ruled by Saturn, and it also rules the 10th house of career, public recognition, long-term goals, and the symbol is the sea goat. (laughs) This one puzzles me, but whatever, it's hilarious. Okay, Capricorn, this is like big dick energy. <laughs> when you when you meet a Capricorn, they just like have their shit together. They just are the boss of their own life and they truly seek out their dreams and their aspirations. Like every time I meet a Capricorn, I'm just in awe by how they seek out what they want in life and really, really manifest it. They're good at this because they won't take no for an answer. Having that cardinalness in their chart, being a cardinal earth sign, if something is isn't stable or something isn't secure, a Capricorn will let it go pretty easily because they don't like a foundation that feels shaky. Now, sometimes this can make a Capricorn come off a little cold or calculated, but they truly are just kind of like sussing out what feels good for them, what aligns in their vision. If you're not a part of it or if you're flaky or if you're not reliable, a Capricorn pretty much does not want you in their life. But listen, a Capricorn likes to let loose, not often. Like, I mean, they can definitely be the types that will be really pent up and all of a sudden just be like, you know what, F it, I'm just going to like go on a binger. But for the most part, Capricorn doesn't like to feel out of control because they know that the second they get out of control, they will start to lose their vision of what's really important. Capricorn has their eyes on the prize. And, you know, in the corporate world, a Capricorn is a massive leader and someone that is really established early on in their career. And Capricorn, they really do want to be viewed in a particular way since it does rule the 10th house of public reputation. So a Capricorn usually has a great reputation. Like they're just really hard workers and people usually like working with them or just in general, their interactions with a Capricorn are really easygoing and it's it's easy to talk to a Capricorn. It truly is. And, you know, they're really down to earth people as an obviously an earth sign, but they truly do dislike like the simpler things in life. But I don't want to say that because they actually also like like very expensive, nice things. (laughs) They're like, the reason I work hard is to get money to buy luxury items that I really enjoy. Quality over quantity. Now, Capricorns are very old souls. They are wise beyond their years. Cap children are like very responsible and respectful and don't really talk 
walk out of turn. <laughs> they just know how to abide to any type of like societal pressure that's been put on them and they know how to fit in the box. And a lot of times they do carry more tension than other people in their bodies. And I see a lot of Capricorn clients that have just really bad body aches and pains because they just hold on too tight to some things. So if you're a Capricorn listening to this, make sure you have a stretching or yoga routine. I see that really calm down some of that like rumination cycles when it comes to Capricorn. And you know, a low vibrational Capricorn will seek control over other people to kind of fit their narrative and fit their like scheme or their goal of what they want. So if you have like a loved one that's a Capricorn and they're trying to like control you a little bit, just take a step back and just make them aware of what they're doing. Because a lot of times it's coming out of a loving place. And they want you to be included in their plan. They have a 10, 15, 20 year plan and they want you to be a part of it. So they'll try to like force change onto you, which is actually a part of their karma. They really need to learn to be a little more accepting of other people's journeys and know that within divine timing, it will align with theirs. But a Capricorn is really set in their ways. Like I said, if it's a shaky foundation, they will easily get thrown off. And that's why they try to control the narrative more. Nothing irks a Capricorn more than like not having a job they love, not having a purpose, not really seeing those like greener pastures, they will feel very limited. But also that can lead to a lot of anxiety. So if you're a Capricorn listening to this, just remember that you have to trust the universe and that all of your plans will manifest the exact way they do if you just continue to follow your purpose and your path. Now, why we need Capricorn energy, it's really important. Capricorn energy makes us really work focused and makes us really excited about about our aspirations and what we truly want in the world. You know, a lot of astrologers can argue that the 10th house, which is ruled by Capricorn, is one of the most important houses in all the zodiac. And personally, when I'm looking at someone's chart, I'm always looking at the 10th house and the cusp because that will inform a lot of the life that they want to live and what they are going to achieve in this world. So when we're in Capricorn season, it's a really good time to realign with our passion, with our purpose, and with our job, our day-to-day job, how we make income. If that's not feeling stable, it's a really good time to either search for other work or redefine what work means to you and get back on track with that. You know, it comes around the holidays for some religions. So, you know, when you're in Capricorn season and it's like the new year and all of these things are happening, you just feel kind of this new burst of energy to kind of restart or reset. And that's really good for Capricorn season. Okay, let's talk about Aquarius. And that's the sun season from January 20th to February 18th, 19-ish. It is a fixed air sign ruled by Uranus, not Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you want to call it Uranus, if you want, an Aquarius probably would, but I call it Uranus. A lot of astrologers do call it Uranus. (laughs) And the symbol is the water bearer. So this can actually confuse a lot of people because originally people think it is a water sign, but it's definitely not. It is full, full air. So let's clear that up right off the gate. Okay, when I think of Aquarius, the first thing I want to do is like cue Rick James. She's a super freak, super freak. She's super freaky. Yow. Aquarius, you are 
an actual super freak, let your freak flag fly. Aquarius is here to be unique, independent, off the wall, and liberate themselves through their actions, their words, and just really penetrate. Yeah, I'll say penetrate. Penetrate society, yo. So usually I will know when I see an Aquarius, even if it's just walking on the street, because they are the people that have like a lime green outfit on or a blue eyeliner and have their hair like a really different, like eccentric way. That's usually an Aquarius. This actually happened recently where I stopped a woman on the street and asked her if she was Aquarius. And she's like, how did you know? (laughs) That's one of my fave activities. But Aquariuses are just who they are so authentic and they do not care (laughs) if anyone thinks what they're wearing, what they're saying is weird because it comes from this like very um, fun, out of worldly place. (laughs) A lot of people think that Aquarius energy is alien energy and it makes a lot of sense like because it's ruled by Uranus and that's a very unpredictable planet. You kind of just don't really know what Aquarius is thinking, doing. I mean, they can do one thing and then say another and that's completely the Aquarius's vibe. It's to be unique, independent, and it doesn't like to be tied down. And when I say that, I think sometimes people just associate that with relationships. I know a lot of Aquariuses that can have, you know, healthy relationships, but it's mostly about they don't want to be tied down to anything that doesn't feel like they have freedom. Because they absolutely do need autonomy in anything they're in. If, If it's a job, if it's a relationship, if it's their apartment or their house, it's like signing anything long term or being in any type of contract. As long as they have some sort of flexibility there, they are happy to do as they please. The second they feel tied down to something or they're stagnant, like that is literally the kiss of death for an Aquarius, stagnancy, where it's like, oh my God, it's the same day, it's Groundhog's Day. I mean, that will drive an Aquarius nuts. So liberty inspiration, freedom, excitement is what an Aquarius is all about. And also an Aquarius has like a buttload of friends. They are like the definition of popular and not the like popular mean girl popular. It's more of like a popular because everyone genuinely likes them. They're very likable people. They're very sweet. Um, They have, again, great sense of humor, great personality. So naturally, they're just really attracted to lots of groups of people and lots of groups of people are attracted to them. They're all about inclusivity as well. But Aquarius rules the 11th house of friendship and also community and change. Honestly, Aquariuses are here for change, especially for communities. So you can see a lot of Aquariuses being really involved in social movements, and that's exactly what they're kind of meant to do. And they really do care deeply about a lot of people. Also, you probably know an Aquarius to have conspiracy theories. Like, you know, if they say something that's completely out of freaking left field, or they're going with something that's against the norm or against status quo, like, like, okay, Diane, I get it. You know, like, just let them do their thing. They are here to kind of question society, capitalism, anything that we're kind of just doing and living as sheep. The Aquarius is like, yo, what if we think about this and that way? And all of us are like, okay. (laughs) But a lot of times it's like, oh, I didn't think about that. And Aquarius will bring it up because they supposed to. Hashtag no filter life. Now, a low vibrational Aquarius will, there's a few things how it can manifest, but it's this coldness or this very detached emotional body where you can be talking to an Aquarius and they're like literally in outer space and you're like, are you listening to me? Are you, are you here? Are you here with me? (laughs) They can do that really easily where they zone out and they're like completely in their own world. But even with their emotions, it's very unpredictable. Aquarius can feel a lot of deep empathy for groups of people and especially like under 
underdog people, but they will not feel really empathetic towards individual problems. Sometimes it just depends also on your other placements in your chart. A high vibrational Aquarius cares for everybody and uses their unique perspective to help everybody, even individuals. But they're highly skilled in communication and teamwork. So that is one of the beautiful things about Aquarius. You know, and they are an air sign. So I have to drag them just a touch as we do with air signs. They're the only ones that can handle it. (laughs) I can't drag a a fire or water sign as much because they'll like never forgive me. (laughs) But air signs can like, okay, whatever. And they can brush it off. Anyway, an Aquarius is kind of a flake. (laughs) And I'm laughing because it's just like, that's kind of who they are. But I'm mostly talking about technology. It's kind of funny. They're just not really the most tech savvy people. Like if you don't get them right when they have their phone, like in their hand, doubtful you'll hear from them like for a day or two. They never text back. (laughs) And that is just who they are. So just accept it if you have an Aquarius in your life. So what you can get out of Aquarius season is connection to community. And honestly, that is a huge, huge deal. And also this need for change. Once Aquarius season hits, you feel like you're ready to kind of move on, accept change, do something different, get out of a rut, to switch up, to be creative, to have fun. Aquarius energy is really good at that. So the vibe of Aquarius season is like grab your friends, go jump in a car, go drink tequila, talk about aliens and call it a night. (laughs) That's like the most perfect under the stars, actually, like looking at the stars. That is the most perfect activity for Aquarian season. Last but certainly not least, we have our dear Pisces. This is the season that goes from February 19th, 20th through March 19th, 20th, approximately. So Pisces is a mutable water sign ruled by Neptune and also rules the 12th house of the subconscious and the other realms, other worlds. And the symbol is the fish. Pisces is the last sign in the zodiac. So Pisces has a lot of inherent wisdom just naturally from being a Pisces. Like they've been around the block. They've probably lived many, many lives. And Pisces is wise beyond their years. And talking to a Pisces, you'll instantly just feel very comfortable because they are vibey. (laughs) They pick up on the vibes instantly. They're natural empaths. And since they're ruled with that fish, right, they're underwater. (laughs) They are sensitive and uniquely beautiful when it comes to how they express themselves. You know, they, they are very creative. Pisces are really drawn to music, arts, poetry, and lyricism, it really draws them back into that very flowy, watery. I keep like swaying my body back and forth, pretending that you guys can see me and you can't. <laughs> I'm already feeling the Neptune Pisces vibes here. Yeah, they're just they're just here for connections, for vulnerability, for these really deep, like I keep saying vibey, but it, it's true. I mean, they're really here to connect to that spiritual subconscious level. And a lot of people can say Pisces are kind of out of this world or because of that Neptunian influence, they tend to 
astral project, fantasize, get into that little fantasy world that they love, but they're actually really good at and they're connected to creativity in a way that is super divine. And that's really how they should lean in and express themselves. And since it rules the 12th house, the house of other realms, they are very connected to the spirit world and they probably naturally are drawn to those types of practices. If it's tarot, astrology, maybe they see ghosts at a young age or therapy or any type of psychotherapy. Uh, they're, they're drawn to that naturally just because it's the pursuit of the mind and pursuit of those otherworldly realms. But unlike the other water signs, like a Cancer or a Scorpio that has claws or a stinger to protect themselves, Pisces is a fish that is very open on all centers. <laughs> Think of a small fish in an open water. It's, it's very predatory for maybe like another creature or a shark to come and grab them. So that analogy in life means that Pisces are sponges for energy, but they're also susceptible of people taking advantage of them or their boundaries. So a Pisces in high vibration has rock star boundaries, is living in creativity, is compassionate and kind without expecting anything in return, and living in this blissful state and dreamlike state. Even though the low vibration of Pisces can be too dreamlike, too spacey, I'm talking about fantasy worlds or where they're kind of astral projecting a reality onto the world that's not really happening or onto a person. <laughs> they're like thinking the person is something they're not. Pisces will often like fantasize about their exes or like people that they used to know in this really like fantastical way, not really like accepting the hard reality of who that person was or what that situation was. A Pisces will make up their own story <laughs> about that situation and just like move on with it, <laughs> which, you know, for like an earth sign will drive them nuts. But you know, the karma of Pisces is one that is really rich in experience. So Pisces usually do have a lot of karma they're working through because they're older souls. So, you know, sometimes it's not easy being a Pisces, you know, they, they have this strong emotional body and these sensitivities and can pick up on other energies and they don't really have a shield unless it's through their own channeling and experience and like I said, boundaries. Huge, huge, huge for Pisces. With that being said, because they have so much experience, it's easy for a Pisces to get into a woe is me or victim mentality where they can feel like, why is this all happening to me? Why is no one else going through this? And my suggestion to a Pisces is to use these experiences of darkness and pain to transcend and really share your story and share it compassionately with other people and know that just because someone had a different experience experience or you had that experience doesn't make it like any more special. You're just going through something that's very unique to you, but don't use that as a crutch to like get empathy from other people or sympathy in that way. High vibrational Pisces will lead with love and not take the victim route. And Pisces in general are really easy to get along with. Like as people, they just love chilling. But that's why sometimes people associate Pisces being lazy. But they're honestly just like chill people. Now they like to escape often. That's why the laziness comes in because they don't really want to grasp reality. And do you blame them? Because, you know, they've been around. They've had many, many lives. They're tired. <laughs> I totally get it. But I will say that sometimes a Pisces is really drawn to addictive behaviors. They're drawn 
drawn to marijuana, they're drawn to alcohol or prescription medicine or drugs in general, like Pisces normally take very well to drugs because of the Neptunian influence. And all I have to say with that, again, goes back to the boundaries. I think it's totally fair in this lifetime for a Pisces to experiment with that. But when it becomes an addiction, when it becomes something you're doing every single day, beware that that is a very low vibrational aspect of Neptune. And that getting back to reality is also feeling things when you're not in a influenced state. Feeling things in a sober state of mind and connecting to your spirit guides, connecting to your past lives while you're completely sober is actually one of the better gifts you can get if you're a Pisces. Pisces are just big lovers. They really are. They're they're such lovely people. They see the good in everybody and they're really here for that interconnectedness, not only to their own spiritual journey, but to everyone's. You are always the person I'm going to go to for comfort, for respect, for cuddles, and for good music. I will always hand my aux cord to a Pisces, like no doubt about it. And also, I feel the need to protect Pisces at all costs. You guys are very sweet and very loving people and really aware of other people's emotions. And for that, we seriously love you. Now, what we can do during Pisces season is pretty critical because it is the 12th sign and the last sign of the zodiac season before we hit up the astrological new year. So you'll notice that during Pisces season, you're going to be getting a lot of things that are moving and changing or even feeling really slow, feeling really out of it, feeling really sick, having sinus pressure. And of course, yeah, that could be a symptom of winter, you know, because Pisces season happens during winter. But it also could be a symptom of um, having a third eye clogged or not really being able to tap in. And that's what Pisces season is good for, exploring your past lives, exploring your spirituality and kind of understanding that cyclical nature of life. And when something ends, like really accepting that ending. So during Pisces season, it's a really good time to reflect on the year and realize what kind of isn't serving you anymore. And also, where do you need stronger boundaries? You see the theme I'm going with here? (laughs) Pisces equals boundary babes. Boundary babes. Got it? Good. Alrighty, all 12 wrapped up. That was super (laughs) long-winded. I always think I'm going to just like roll with it and do these 15 to 20 minute episodes, which most of the time I'm pretty consistent with. But this one felt like I needed to be lengthy on. We all have this weird stigma against a zodiac sign like, oh, they're awful or this happened. And it's based on our own, you know, personal experience. But hopefully listening to this, it resonated and made a little more sense to you, especially since I said the high and the low vibration. And in general, too, we're all going to not love everybody. That's that's why we're here, right? We just d- gravitate towards people we like and we avoid the people we don't. But I'm curious, did it resonate with you? Did you find that it really, really connected to your zodiac sign or maybe your mom, your friends, your siblings, your ex-lover? Let me know. Hit me up. You can find me at my Instagram at spirit underscore sis, or you can always go to my website to see my offerings there, spiritsis.com. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I put a lot of work and time into it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me if you rate my podcast and if you really want to go the extra mile and you're feeling really thankful, feel free to write me a little review and that will go up on my iTunes. It really helps put my podcast on the map. Appreciate all your support, love, and your listenership. Till next time. Bye-bye.